welcome to another episode of Mrs. Motivation with me, your host, Chrissy Clemente. This episode is really exciting because it is my birthday, or at least it was when I released it. And this is my first year having a podcast on my birthday, and I thought it was a really good platform for me to be able to talk to you guys about how I usually feel on my birthday. In the past, I have put a lot of shame and guilt on myself, and I asked myself questions like, what have you done, you know? what have you accomplished? And I start comparing myself to other people who have done more than me by my age or, you know, whatever I see on social media, this, that, or the other thing. And, and I started to really make myself feel bad. And I started talking about this with a couple people. And I realized that I wasn't the only one who had this like birthday phobia. Like, oh my God, I don't want my birthday to come because it's another reminder that a year has passed and I haven't you know, reached every goal that I put on myself last year, whatever. And, you know, you have this high expectation for yourself and you don't always meet it and that's okay. But when it's you and your birthday and you're sulking, you're like, you know, you start to feel really bad. And so I decided to turn that around, taking that shame and that guilt and all the comparison. I threw the comparison out the window. You know, you can't do that. They say comparison is the thief of joy or something like that. But instead of shaming myself like you haven't done enough, I started making a a list. And I can't remember the first year that I have the list. It might be like 2010 um, or 2009. But I started making a list of all of my accomplishments. And I made sure that I didn't list the negatives of the bad things that had happened to me that year. I just made sure to like bucket list items that I had accomplished or personal goals I had accomplished, health goals I accomplished, vacations with family, special moments with friends or family. I pretty much listed everything that really stood out to me. And by the time I finished, I noticed that I was almost like down the page and I started to really feel good about my birthday and about aging And then it also kind of made me reflect about what was important to me that year and what I want to set my goals to be for the next year. I like to treat my birthday like New Year's because for me, that's when your next revolution around the sun begins. You know, the New Year is just the end to the calendar. I like to think of the New Year as as my birthday. And I like to cleanse my spirit and I like to recharge by going to the spa or getting a massage or taking a bath, setting intentions, thinking about my goals, thinking about where I've been. And I think it's been a really helpful exercise for me. And I've been sharing it with people over the years and some of them have adapted it too. And they've said, that they really just like it because they never even did that before, just documenting things that they've done. I like to have that kind of stuff on paper. You can do it on your cell phone. Um, But I keep it on paper and then I stuff it in a journal and I throw it in my closet. And every year I come back and sometimes I look at the years before and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that I did that. And I think that if I didn't write that stuff down, I'm not sure that I would have such a connection to it. I don't know what it is. I guess if it's if it's not written, maybe it escapes my mind and it's harder to remember. So it's also nice to have that collection of things that you've done, places you've been, people you've met, and, and things that have meant a lot to you. 
So that's something that I make sure that I do every year on my birthday, make that list. And I like to share it with my husband now and we'll sit down together and, and he'll say, oh yeah, I, I remember that we did that. That was nice. And it's also, you know, a good way for your spouse to help you with that list. And maybe you can extend it a little bit. So with that being said, that's why I think of my birthday as New Year's because it's just a time for me to reflect on where I've been and be grateful about where I am and set a plan for the future. And aside from that, I always like to do something fun for my birthday. I am a December baby, so usually that will lead to like getting a Christmas tree or going to see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center or the windows. This year, I actually did a photo shoot with my friend, Jessica, who was on a previous episode when I interviewed her about her brand, Chita Eats. And so a cake smash is when a baby turns one and you sit them in front of cake and they eat cake with their hands. And it's a lot of fun to watch them do that. And it's really cute. And because I'm turning 33, I'm feeling kind of older and I wanted to keep it kind of cute. And and I'm, you know, a jokester. So I think it's kind of funny. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you'll be seeing pictures of me eating cake with my hands and um, eventually with my dogs and my husband as well because they were there and it was super cute. So like I said, you know, at the beginning, I've really changed my perspective about my birthday from that shame, guilt, and comparison to reflection and gratitude and intention. And that's really been working for me. You know, sometimes these thoughts and feelings creep back up. And that's just a practice of acknowledging that you're having this thought, realizing it's just your ego coming in and telling you something negative. And you just have to try to put a positive spin on that and and start talking to yourself in a better way. And that's, you know, what the list really helps me do. So I thought it would actually be fun for me to share some of the experiences that I wrote down in my journal for 2018. I'm not going to go through all of them because the list is long and also because some of them are very personal to me. But I would like to share probably at least 10 because even though I have a feeling that I'm not where I want to be, I know that this is where I'm supposed to be and I'm really proud of the things that I've accomplished this year. So the number one thing is starting this podcast. This took a lot of guts. This still takes a lot of guts as I sit here and record this. And and I think that my mission with it is to inspire and motivate other people to take second chances on themselves or to teach them new skills that can improve their life. And I really truly enjoy doing this. This is so much fun for me. I can't believe that this podcast is in 28 countries in only, I think it's like nine short months. And I couldn't be more excited because I know that it's only going to get better from here because more people need to hear about it because more people need this. So number two is the silent retreat. I went on a silent retreat and it was an unbelievable experience. I will have to do a whole other episode about it, but long story short, I read a book where someone did a silent retreat. I found one near me and I got a scholarship and it really taught me so much about life, about meditation, about happiness, about calm and releasing fear and acceptance and just so much. And I, it was one of the best experiences 
of my life. It was just, it was very short, but it was something that I highly recommend. And if you're thinking to yourself, what is the silent retreat is basically a meditation retreat where you are quiet the entire time, except for when you're in class and you think to yourself, oh my God, I can't do that. But yes, you can. It was unbelievable. And I highly recommend you check something like that out, especially as a beginning meditator. Um, number three, I, I went through Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass, level one and level two, and I graduated. And that was another great experience. I learned so much there. I learned how to speak my truth even more than I do. I learned how to love myself more. I learned to feel comfortable telling my story. And I learned a lot of business and just connecting with Gabby and her team and the women there was an experience like no other. And I really feel like they were able to help me through a lot of my personal trauma as well that I'm working on. So, you know, being able to now lead meditations and make cause miracle workshops in the future and being able to lead talks and start working on my book. These are all skills that I learned there and and tools that I'll always have in my toolkit. So that was a great experience. Number four, my husband and I signed up for Financial Peace University through Dave Ramsey. And that actually came to us through a book that I had bought for him years ago when probably like three and a half, four years ago. And it was called The Total Money Makeover. And I just really wanted to get him reading, and I also wanted to get our finances in check. So I gave him this book, and he read through it. And then when he was done, he came to me with this information that just seemed like so outrageous and like it couldn't be done. And I picked it up this year, and I read through it, and I was like, this is so doable for us now. Like, we can really focus. And I'm sure it was doable for us then, too, but I was just being you know, ignorant and, and refusing to see the problem that I had with spending. So reading this book, Total Money Makeover, led me to Financial Peace University, which is a course on how to reduce your debt, invest money, and build wealth. And that has really transformed my personal finances and our marital combined finances. But it really changed my marriage, I want to say, and for the better. You know, we have healthier conversations about money. We are better with our money, and we are almost debt-free. We will just have our car payment and our mortgage, and our plan is to pay off both of those things, hopefully in the next seven years. And I know that that sounds crazy, but that's some of the stuff that you learn at Financial Peace University. So, that was something that I didn't know that I needed or that we needed and has really helped transform our lives. So number five is actually a more personal one. Um, my grandfather passed away last year and that was really hard for me and my family. And he actually left me in charge of his will. So over the past year, I was an executrix and that was a position I never thought I would have in my life. And it was a very interesting one. There is a lot that goes into executing a will. There is a lot that goes into taking care of things when a family member passes. And props to people out there to, who have done this before because 
it is overwhelming, so overwhelming that, you know, I enlisted a lot of my family for help because there were times where I really couldn't do it on my own. So, um, you know, shout out to my family for helping me. And um, yeah, so executing a will is not easy. There was a lot of really good experience that came from it, though. And it taught me a lot about family and the importance of the relationships that we have. And it taught me a lot about money and a lot of legal things as well. So it was just an all around different experience that I never thought I would, you know, have. And I really hope that I made my grandfather proud because it's finally finished. And it's kind of like a weight off. And and I feel like he's free, I'm free. And I'm really just proud that he picked me to do it. And I hope that he looks down on me and he's proud of me too. So um, number six is that I celebrated three years of marriage with my husband, Ian. I love him so much. He supports me in everything that I do. He's always in my corner. He's everything to me. He's such a hard worker. He's done so many amazing things. I couldn't be prouder to be his wife and being married to him for three years and this year together nine. I'm just so grateful that I found such an amazing man. So I'm so grateful for our marriage and how hard we work at it. Because sometimes marriage isn't easy, and I think that it's great to have a partner that you can talk to, communicate with, and and really grow and learn with. And and I really found that in, in Ian, and I really wish that for everybody because I really respect him and love him, and he's like the best part of my day every day. So shout out to my husband. Love you. All right, so number seven. I... I'm really proud because I continued eating less meat. I know that doesn't sound like so out there, but last, I think it was last August, I stopped eating meat very consistently. And for the last year, I would have to say that like maybe I've eaten meat, I don't know, like 50 50 to 75 times. I don't know because I don't keep track. People try to label me all the time. I'm undefinable. There are days where I'll eat fish. There are days where I'll be vegan. There are days where I'm vegetarian. And then there are days when people have buffalo chicken dip at their house. And I'm like, I want some of that. So that doesn't happen that often. But there are certain flavor profiles that super trigger me. And I allow myself to have it because I'm not someone who feels like they, if they're not having meat, you know, every single day that they have to like cut it out forever. That's not me right now, but I'm really proud of myself that I continued eating less meat and I feel a lot better, I want to say, in regards to I have less bloating. I can sleep better at night after I eat because my digestion isn't keeping me awake at night. Um, It's just other things that are keeping me awake at night. (laughs) But um. I just noticed my skin is better. I've kept off some weight. I just feel better eating less meat. Now, that's me. That's my personal goal. I'm not pushing this on anybody. I personally think it's healthier to not eat meat, Um, but to each his own. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to see what I eat if you're curious. And um, yeah, so I just, I hope to continue that actually next year. 
Uh, number eight, I was my best friend's bridesmaid in her wedding, and that really meant a lot to me. Um, just because I met her randomly through Beachbody when I signed up. We were paired together to be accountability partners. And we hit it off right away. And then all of a sudden, we became best friends. And this is years later. She gets married. And now I'm a bridesmaid in her wedding. And I was so honored. And, and I'm just so grateful to have a friend like her in my life. I was actually just at the mall with my friend. And I had gotten a text from my friend Katrina, whose wedding I was in. And she just wrote to me, hey, just wanted to tell you that I love your face. And she'll text me stuff like that all the time. And my relationship with her is really important to me. And, you know, so it meant a lot for me to be in her wedding. So that was, you know, something that I was really grateful for. So number nine, if you have listened to the previous episodes where I've talked a little bit about my story, um, you know that I am still suffering from post-concussion syndrome, PTSD, depression, anxiety, head, neck, and back pain, you name it. I'm going through it. And this year I was able to get a lot of services and that really means a lot to me. I don't think that a lot of you know how hard it is out there, you know, to get coverage when you get injured on the job, but I was able to get the services that I needed. So I was able to graduate from occupational therapy, speech therapy, and I also got a neuropsychology exam. And these things are kind of personal and hard for me to discuss. But, you know, these were issues or and are currently issues that I am dealing with. And I am learning. One of the things that I've learned this year is to accept where I am and to be okay with being honest about you know, the things that I'm going through. And that is one of the things that I'm going through. And it was really necessary for me to have. And it was a huge accomplishment for me to get. So I'm really super grateful for it. And I hope that every day I can work through what I need to to get better. Number 10, you know, I take photos just for fun on the side because I've always taken photos my whole life. My mom always took photos of us growing up and had a camera in our hands and I just always like taking pictures. So I've been featured by a lot of brands this year, um, Ready Whip, Blue Dynamos, um, lots of restaurants and Sleep Number. I actually was in a Sleep Number blog. So Those are things that I'm proud of because they're just things that I create because I'm trying to create a purpose for myself and I'm trying to have a creative outlet. And so those are things I just create for myself and, you know, they get picked up and and I get, you know, tagged in them and, and it's cool to see my work being posted by other people. So those are my top 10 experiences for this year. I hope I didn't bore you too much. They really mean a lot to me, and I think that if you want to take in this practice, it would be really beneficial, you know, just for everyday life anyway, you know, write down your goals. That's how it happens. That's how you achieve them. You write them down, manifest them. This morning, I was planning out this episode, and I was thinking about what else could I share, and I started journaling, and things I learned popped into my head. And so I'm going to go off on some things that I've learned this year, and maybe some of them will resonate with you or someone you know, and help in some sort of way. So number one has like a little bit of a background to it. 
Not all of them do, but um, because I used to be a beach body coach, I used to coach people in a very physical way. And I also used to be a speech language therapist. So I used to teach children speech and language. And that's how I used to be able to contribute and help. And that was my purpose. And because I've been hurt and injured, I haven't been able to work. And I'm thinking, how can I help people even though I'm very limited? And I started to think, you know what? I can teach in a different way. I don't have to use my body to teach like how I did with Beachbody, you know, doing those workouts and and showing people my diets. Like I don't have to teach that way. I don't have to go to a school to teach. I can use my body in different ways. I can use my body to do this podcast, you know, from the comfort of my home and, you know, and on my own time. And I can post inspirational quotes on Instagram. I can influence and help people that way. And that was something that took me a really long time to understand, that you can teach people and coach people in different ways. You know, no matter what your limitations are, you can still affect some sort of change. And that was a really big lesson for me. Uh, Number three is something that I learned at the silent meditation. Things are always changing. I learned this from Joseph Goldstein, who is an author, a speaker, a meditator, coach. I mean, a brilliant man all around, but things are always changing. And they are. And what he means to say is that like when something gets you upset, you really shouldn't spend too much time in that feeling because something is bound to change soon. So everything is changing all around us. So to get stuck in that moment is pointless. It's better just to move on, accept it, release it, and stay present. Which leads me to stay present. That's the next one. Stay present. You know, that's really hard for me. I dish this out all the time. I'm a total work in progress. And, you know, um, my husband likes to say that I'm always worried about the past and I'm fearful of the future. And he's not wrong. This is something that I'm learning and I'm practicing. And I think that is helpful for other people. Um, Be patient. That is another one. Um, That's really hard for me. I am not a patient person. I am an instant gratification person. I want things to resolve themselves. I want my body to heal itself. I want things when I want it. And, and I feel like I'm always in a rush. And, and what I've learned from my injury and from the whole process that I've had to go through so far is that patience is key and time heals all things but not when you want them to. (laughs) That happens in time. That's when the time heals all things thing comes in. You know, you have to be patient and you have to realize that there is a lesson in everything, which is my next one. Everything, which also ties into everything happens for a reason. The lesson for me in this whole process is to be patient. You know, there are many people out there that experience their patience lesson in a different way, but I'm going to keep going. Number seven is the importance of healing your body. Um, you know, I am always, like I said, I'm impatient. So I'm, I just want things to happen when, they, when they're going to happen. But you have to be present, accept where you are, and understand that, like I said, things take time. Bones just don't repair themselves. Nerves just don't heal themselves. And pain just doesn't disappear. These are things that you have to 
really work on. And it's really important because we only have one body. And I think that was the lesson that I really learned through all of this is that I have one body and I really have to take care of myself. And that ties me back into one of my top 10 experiences, which was being able to go through all of those programs and really take the time to try to heal myself. And because like I said, you know, we're only here on this planet once with this one body and I have to take care of it and I have to make sure that I'm getting the care that I need in order to recover. Number eight, accept where you are. I've already said this a thousand times, but that is a huge lesson for me. It is so hard to accept where I am right now. I feel like I'm still in a tough spot. I, you know, have all these great things that I just listed, but there's a lot of things, like I said, I don't list the negatives on the, you know, 2018 list. I just don't. I refuse to acknowledge them because I'm focused on the happy, but there's still a lot going on. And I really have a tough time accepting where I am and not wanting to be in the future already. So on that silent retreat, I learned in meditation to be present and to accept where I am because there's a lesson to be learned in this moment. So that was huge for me. Number nine, um, I mentioned when I took Financial Peace University, how to get debt free. That is a huge life lesson. I really wish that I had learned that years ago and I probably wouldn't be in the position I am today, which is not terrible. I'm just saying that when you learn younger, you do better. And so I'm grateful that I learned this now, but you know, I really wish I had learned it sooner. Being debt-free is amazing. And I can't wait to exclaim that like my mortgage is paid off. And so is my car. That is going to be like the best feeling in the world. So my hope is to create another episode one day on some of the things I've learned in that class. But so number 10 is I learned to love myself more. That is really hard. Um, especially, you know, I keep bringing up that I was injured, but it is something, like I said, I am really going through. And it's hard to love yourself when you're feeling weak and unhealthy and, you know, unmotivated and you can't really do much. So loving myself has really been a journey. I used to look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, and a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, you're so pretty or you're photogenic or this. Like I don't see and feel what other people see. I have a negative kind of self-confidence issue at the moment that I'm working on. And so I'm learning to love myself more and accept my body and accept everything that comes with that and, and putting that out there and, and helping other people also realize that you don't have to feel bad about who you are. You have to feel great about who you are because there's only one you. Number 11, I've learned who's in my corner. When you go through shit, you really begin to see who is in your fucking corner. Honestly speaking, you know, that goes for friends, that goes for family, neighbors, what have you, doesn't matter. When someone knows you're going through something and disappears, that person is not in your corner. I don't care how you rationalize it, but they're not. And I have really learned who my people are. And I'm so happy about being able to differentiate that. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. 
Like, I don't mean like, oh, like, like in a vengeful, like I'm going to put walls up to everybody type of way. I just mean like, I know who supports me. I know who loves me. I know who's genuine and I know who to go to for advice and I know who not to go to for advice. I've become very good for accepting people for who they are and having them accept me for who I am. And I've really been able to grow a lot of my relationships that mean a lot to me because I've been able to make this differentiation. And I'm really proud of this. My dad always taught me like back in the day, I used to say to him like, oh, I have 20 best friends. And he's like, no, you don't. You, you have like one best friend in that, you know, out of all of those people, you know, that that's how life is supposed to be. You don't have 20 best friends. You have one really good friend in there. And then the rest are all like, you know, people that you hang out with. And I was so stuck on the fact that I was like, no, we're all best friends. This is like, we're, that's it. And now that I'm older, I totally see what he was talking about. I have like two really great friends, two or three really great friends. And that's all I really need. And even that is like too much because like, you know, now we're adults and everybody has things going on. And I just really like that I've been able to nurture these relationships and see them grow. And the others, you know, I still love and nurture and support everybody in my life, but I just know who's in my corner. Number 12, um, I've really deepened my faith with God, spirit, the universe, whatever you believe in, I've deepened my faith in it. You know, again, when you go through something, it is, it takes all of you to believe that everything happens for a reason, believe that there's a lesson in everything. You know, it takes time, it takes all these things to coach you out of this. And a lot of it is faith and letting go of worry and letting go of fear and putting it onto God or into the universe and really now turning it and putting positive intention out there and believing that that positive intention is going to manifest in something real for you. And when you start to do something like that, you really need to have faith. You really need to have a deep belief that these things are going to happen for you. And I'm really grateful that I've been able to deepen my relationship with spirit because it's really helped me through some really tough times. Number 13 is meditation. Meditation has brought me true peace. I learned how to meditate when I was away for the silent retreat. I also learned how to meditate and also lead meditation with Gabby Bernstein and Adding that to my daily regimen has really helped improve my outlook and my clarity. I feel like I'm able to think a little bit better, to see a little bit clearer, and start to work past some of the thoughts that come into my mind, you know, these fear-based thoughts that come into my mind. And when I'm in meditation, I'm like, get out of here. You don't belong here. You're not real. And meditation has really helped me come to peace. And I really believe that other people should try meditating, even if it's just for five minutes a day. I truly believe even if it's just for five minutes a day, adding it to your daily schedule will help you more than you could ever imagine. Number 14, take chances and learn something new. That's how I got here with this podcast. I had no idea how to podcast. I had no idea what I needed or where to post it or how to edit it. There are so many things in this life that I have not known how to do, that I have taught myself how to do. And I'm really proud of myself because even though I feel like, you know, you get knocked down 20 times, I've gotten up 21 times. And I'm teaching myself something new and I'm putting myself out there. And I really believe that you, even after 
you feel like you've hit your lowest low, you can still get up and take another chance, learn something new and make something of yourself. So I think that's something absolutely huge that I've learned. Number 15 ties right into that, which is believe in yourself. I probably wouldn't have done this if I didn't believe in myself on some level. I still have a lot of fear. I fear judgment all the time when I put out a new episode, but that's something that I go through. Um, and I think everybody goes through, but I truly believe in myself and in my intention with this podcast and in my beliefs. And I think that everyone should start to talk to themselves more positively so they can gain the confidence to believe in themselves and, and learn something new or take chances. Number 16, that you can use any experience you've had to relate or help somebody else around you. If you look to your right, if you look to your left, there's someone who needs help, someone who's been through something you've been through or something you can help them with, something they can help you with. And I think that I want to use my experience on this earth in this life to help others. And I think that's what we're all here for. So helping others really brings you a lot of gratitude, a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. And I think that that's our actual purpose here on life is to help each other. And the last one that is really near and dear to me is I've learned how to deal with my depression and I'm still learning how to deal with my depression. And that is going to be an ongoing thing for me. Um, like I said, because I have PTSD and it does affect a lot of things in my life, but I feel like I've come a long way in a year. I still have a long way to go, but I feel like I've been able to make some good progress. And I want people out there to know that if you are suffering from PTSD or depression or anxiety or some sort of mental emotional illness, that there is help out there for you. And that was a big thing that I learned this year, that I have a huge support system through my family and friends that I'm super grateful for. They've really helped me just find the joy in life and not get so hard on myself and stuck in my feelings. So that's something that I've learned and that I'm still learning. And I'm actually currently raising money for Mental Health America to raise awareness for mental and emotional health in the United States. I think that's a big topic. I have a whole post about it. You can go to my Instagram, click the link in my bio. You can read my story and you can also click to donate. You can help save a life and I'd really appreciate it. Another thing that I wanted to talk about today was some of the best books that I've read over this year. I just wanted to give a couple of recommendations. People are always asking me about the books that I'm reading because I post a lot about them in my stories. I have a list of 10, so I'll get out your pens. <laughs> the Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. That's the one that I talked about earlier in the episode that led me to Financial Peace University and helped us on our journey to become debt-free. Second one is May Cause Miracles by Gabby Bernstein. That is a book that is a 40-day guided meditation. You have to journal along with it, and it really can transform so many different areas of your life. I highly recommend it. I am actually certified to go through May Cause Miracles with people, so if you need help, you can reach out to me, and I'd be glad to answer any questions you had. Number three, another Gabby Bernstein book, The Universe Has Your Back. I love that book. It helps you realize there are signs everywhere that the universe like the title says, does have your back. Uh, number four, A Course in Miracles. This is like my Bible. It is amazing. Inside, it is just, for me, rules to live by. I highly recommend it. If you can't get through it, there is A Course in Miracles Made Easy by Alan Cohen. Um, 
Number five is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. That is the book that led me to the silent meditation and getting more into what meditation kind of really is. Um, Because of course, I've said in the past, like, oh, I'm meditating. But after I've learned meditation, I realized that I wasn't really meditating much. Um, So this book I really enjoyed and led me to a great experience. Number six, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. That helped me kind of release the blocks that I had about me being able to receive money. And I think that it will help me, you know, eventually in the future, years from now, when I start my business or whatever it is that I may do in the future, I think that, you know, it helps me realize that there's money out there for everyone to be made. So not to be scared of putting yourself out there. Number seven, The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes. I really liked this book and I really like Lewis Howes. (laughs) Um, It's all about how, you know, we put up these masks or these personas to people when we're out in society because we don't want to appear a certain way. So we hide our feelings or, you know, we hide our abilities or we overcompensate, whatever it is. But it's, it's learning how to like kind of remove this mask and be yourself and be comfortable being authentic in front of other people. Number eight is 10X by Grant Cardone. This book is amazing. He's out of control and, and super fun to follow on Instagram. He's, you know, very inspiring and motivating. But basically, if you have a goal, he says 10X it. So if you feel like you want to make $10,000, your goal should be, I'm going to make $100,000. And his tips on how to become successful are spot on. And I definitely recommend that book. Number nine is Rich Bitch by Nicole Lapin or Lapin. I'm not really sure. I'm sorry, Nicole. Um, But that book is what started me. I'm pretty sure that book, or maybe it was one before it, um, started me on this path to my finances and, and figuring out my financial future. So I really liked this book. It was a great book for, it's obviously female oriented, but men can read it too. It is really informative and and really, like I said, helped me kind of get on track with my spending. Number 10 is Unfuck Yourself by Gary John Bishop. This book is awesome. I mean, it's in the title. And now that I went through meditation, I totally, I get it now. You just fuck yourself up with your thoughts and your feelings. It's really not the external. It's more the internal. And it's learning how to kind of take a back seat and recognize that and also reframe and change your perspective and learn that there's infinite possibility out there. And if you just open yourself up to it, it can come to you. So those were my top 10 books that I recommend this year. Um, I also have written down here some influencers that I follow that I really enjoy. Lewis Howes, um, who is a motivator and speaker. Sarah Blakely, she is the founder of Spanx. Her husband is also super fun to follow. Uh, His name is Jesse, and I really enjoy following him because he is a big food advocate, you know, against these horrible corporations that just pump chemicals. It's just gross. So he's interesting to follow, and I I learn a lot from him. I follow Gabby Bernstein. Obviously, um, I took her courses. I truly enjoy her speeches. I enjoy her books, and she's really inspired me. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is amazing. He's been my number one guy forever. 
I actually almost met him earlier this year, but that is a story for another podcast. Um, but put on any of his videos and get pumped up in like five minutes or less. Um, Brandon Bouchard is amazing. I love his books as well. He's been through um, post-concussion treatment as well, so I really relate to him. He's a motivational speaker and business advisor, so I really enjoy following him. Uh, Sharon Salzberg, she was one of the teachers at the Silent Retreat. She teaches loving-kindness meditation. I love her Instagram. I love her teachings. She's super knowledgeable and so easy to relate to. She's just a phenomenal woman, and I'm so grateful that I was able to have an experience with her. So definitely one of the bigger influencers in my life right now, and pretty much everybody that's been on my podcast is an inspiration and is someone that you should be following if you're looking to get motivated or learn something new. I'm really proud of the guests that have come on my show. I do pick them out. I do think that there's someone that I look up to. And so there are, of course, people that I think that you guys should follow too. So that about wraps up my birthday episode. I want to talk about what's next. I have a couple new episodes coming out, so watch out for that. I hope to, in the next coming months, start my blog and give you more inspiring stories and maybe potentially some more one-on-one episodes like this one. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate your support. It means everything to me. Again, I'm raising money for Mental Health America right now. So if you click the link in my bio, you can donate and help save a life. Don't forget to catch up on any episodes you might have missed and hit subscribe to be the first to get future episodes. If there was something in this episode that you want to hear more about, please feel free to email me at chrissyclemente at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Happy birthday to me. Peace. I was dead in the water. Nobody wanted me. Uh-huh. I was old news. I went cold as cold could be. Uh-huh. But I kept throwing on cold trying to make that fire burn. Uh-huh. Sometimes you got to get scars to get what you deserve. Uh-huh. I kept moving on. And now I'm moving up. Uh-huh. Damn, I'm feeling blessed with all this love. I think I finally found. Now. Nah.